0: I am Srimati Karuna, the director of the Gandhi Memorial Center in Washington, D.C. I bring to you this series, Speaking of Gandhi, sharing the messages from the life of the Mahatma. This week, I direct our attention to the inspiration that Mahatma Gandhi attained from his study of the scripture known as the Bhagavad Gita. Did you know that Mahatma Gandhi entitled his own translation of the Bhagavad Gita as the gospel of selfless service? A study of his translation and explanation of the Gita offers us profound insight into the nature of his dedication to selfless service and to his commitment to ahimsa, nonviolence. Gandhiji's search for truth may be revealed through his constant study of the nature of God and humanity he had the utmost appreciation of the Gita as an Upanishad, that which brings us nearer to God, nearer to truth. For a time, Gandhiji would even place a verse from the Gita each day on his mirror as he shaved so that he could commit it to memory learn it by heart. Just as one might pursue the study of scripture in the form of the Bible, the Quran, the Avesta, or the Guru Granth Sahib, Gandhiji imbibed the verses of the Gita, the kernels of wisdom and devotion that spoke to his heart, that sustained and nourished him. This guidance of eternal truths provided a deepening of his resolve and faith. Through each aspect of his life, whether it was spiritual, physical, or mental, he continually aspired to perfect each as a means of realization. Over the course of his life, his actions evolved toward what he hoped would be more enlightened living. As a young man, Gandhiji came into contact with a progressive group of individuals from the Theosophical Society while he was studying law in London. This philosophical association based on the ideas of metaphysics and a unified worldview bridging Eastern philosophy and Western thought. And members of this society took an interest in young Gandhi. These new friends encouraged him to pursue the study of his own religious heritage and to take a new look at the ancient scripture of the Bhagavad Gita. They asked Gandhiji to read Sir Edwin Arnold's the Song Celestial, an English translation of the Gita. And Gandhiji suddenly awakened to a new discipline of self-study that would last throughout his life. Gandhiji's introduction to the Gita by the members of the Theosophical Society was a transformational moment in his life. Having never really given much thought to religion, Gandhiji became inspired to study not just his own, but other great religions of the world. Later in his life, he was to use this study as the foundation for his continued personal growth and his public service. Gandhiji not only read and studied the great scriptures of humanity, but he also began to apply the teachings in his daily life. He read from the Old and New Testaments, from the Quran and other scriptures. He also studied the ideas of noble minds, including John Ruskin's Unto This Last, with its notion of the equality of labor. And Leo Tolstoy's The Kingdom of God is Within You, with its ideal of the perfection of the inner life. He read from Ralph Waldo Emerson and Henry David Thoreau, the American transcendentalists. These provided guidance to Gandhiji, not only in his faith and philosophy, but also in his active life of service. In fact, this study, Reflection and thoughtful interest in the ideas of great thinkers and divine souls provided him the means to serve selflessly. Gandhiji was not the only individual to be so deeply influenced by the Gita in the context of service. It has been the spiritual inspiration and motivating factor for a great many of India's social and religious reformers the Gita describes the origin of conflict within the individual as desire. This text is considered to be of highest authority in the Hindu tradition, but as Gandhiji said, its appeal is universal. It is a poem of 18 verses situated in the sixth book of the Mahabharata, an ancient Indian epic that tells the story of the war between the Kauravas and the Pandavas. Yet the Gita is a spiritual revelation. It is the transformational moment in the life of Arjuna, who when discord strikes his heart, receives guidance from Krishna. The Gita was beautifully composed to provide the dialogue between Arjuna and Krishna, soldier and charioteer, disciple and guru, on the battlefield of Kurukshetra. Arjuna is faced with pending battle and is torn. Krishna imparts his celestial wisdom to aid Arjuna's aching heart and conflicted mind. Though this literary work depicts a battle scene of tremendous conflict, the story is purely subjective. This subjective battle between the ego and the soul looms over the human mind. The Gita has a deeper message for the world than what the senses can detect. Krishna's message is one of detachment. And renunciation. It is a yoga scripture. Krishna states that desire is the enemy of the soul and he tells Arjuna that anger and passion arise from desire and that above all one must control desire and overcome the senses. Gandhiji's translation of the Gita into his native language of Gujarati, was published on March 12th, 1930, the day he marched to the beach at Dandi from Sabarmati Ashram. A member of the ashram who read his translation found it was very difficult to understand, and he complained about this to Gandhiji, who was then in Iravda Sentra prison. Of course, Gandhiji, while incarcerated by the British at this time, directed his mind inward and rather than referring to his imprisonment at Yaravda Jail, he called it Yaravda Mandir. Mandir meaning a temple, a place of worship and devotion. This place he carried within himself. He took it upon himself to write a series of letters to the members of the ashram, in which he devoted one letter to each chapter of the Gita, but first dealing with chapter 12, in the very first letter written on November 4, 1930. Gandhiji said, English friends made me read the Gita. They placed before me Sir Edwin Arnold's magnificent rendering of the Gita. I devoured its contents from cover to cover and was entranced by it. The last 19 verses of the second chapter have since been inscribed on my heart. They contain for me all knowledge. The truths they preach are the eternal verities. Gandhiji explained in his discourses on the Gita, that the battlefield of Kurukshetra only provides the occasion for the dialogue between Arjuna and Krishna. The real Kurukshetra is the human heart, which is also a Dharmakshetra, field of righteousness. Some battle or other is fought on this battlefield from day to day. Most of these battles arise from the distinction between mine and thine, between kinsmen and strangers. When I look upon a person or thing as mine, attachment takes hold of my mind. And when I look upon him as a stranger, aversion or hatred enters the mind. Therefore, we must forget the distinction between mine and thine. That is to say, we must give up our likes and dislikes. This is the teaching of the Gita and all other scriptures. But to say this is one thing. To practice it is quite another. From the 12th chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, we can clearly see the influence of this philosophy on Gandhiji. He felt that if one had the power to control one's desires, passions, and fears, then and only then would one have the ability to be nonviolent in thought, word, and deed. In the Gita, Krishna tells Arjuna of the qualities that make one a true renunciate, a true devotee a truly divine human being. Listen now as Caroline Livaditis, the artist who created the cover art for this podcast series. Listen as she reads this excerpt from Gandhiji's translation of Krishna's dialogue with Arjuna from the 12th chapter of the Gita, in which Krishna describes the perfect devotee
1: he is a devotee who is jealous of none who is a fount of mercy who is without egotism who is selfless who treats alike cold and heat happiness and misery who is ever forgiving who is always contented whose resolutions are firm who has dedicated mind and soul to god who causes no dread who is not afraid of others who is free from exultation, sorrow, and fear, who is pure, who is versed in action and yet remains unaffected by it, who renounces all fruit, good or bad, who treats friend and foe alike, who is untouched by respect or disrespect, who is not puffed up by praise, who does not go under when people speak ill of him, who loves silence and solitude, who has a disciplined reason. Such devotion is inconsistent with the
0: existence of strong attachments. Gandhiji goes on to state that a devotee stands ready to receive the suffering of the whole world so that he may bring joy to all. He unfolds infinite strength in his love fills the joyous heart with the gladness of soul and inspires faith, strength, hope, and peace in the sorrowing. He will see then all beings in himself and himself in all beings. I look forward to sharing with you more messages each week from the life of Mahatma Gandhi. As he said, my life is my message.